Hello and welcome to the Evolution of Business podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Brady, and I'm here today with Patty Leva. Patty is the president and CEO of Junior Achievement of Central Upstate New York, a nonprofit organization dedicated to delivering financial literacy, workforce preparedness, and entrepreneurship programs in grades K to 12. She works regularly with business, academic, and community leaders to increase the impact of JA programs in a 25-county territory from Rochester to Syracuse and Binghamton through to the Southern Tier. Prior to joining JA, Leva has a 15-year history in the for-profit arena as vice president of J.P. Morgan Chase and its predecessors. She has held various positions within the retail, commercial, and investment bank, including credit management and commercial lending, including facilitating financing for various international leverage buyouts and mergers and acquisitions. Wow. Uh, Patty, really excited to have you here today. Happy to be here. Thanks, Andrew. So I do eventually want to get into some of uh, some of your own experience because it sounds like you have have a lot in terms of some of the some of the things that you're trying to teach uh, to to these young students. But let's talk first uh, about the the founding of of this organization that they that you're now a part of uh, in Central Upstate New York. But it sounds like. In in the region, I know that it's a it's a fifty year anniversary and and it goes back even farther to to a hundred years of the founding of JA. So tell us a little bit about kind of how it came to be. Yeah, absolutely. So it's a it, as you said, it's a monumental year for Junior Achievement. We're celebrating fifty years here locally, and we get to do it alongside our national partner. Like how often does that happen, right? In celebrating a hundred years, so. You know, back to 1919, um, you know, Junior Achievement was started by three gentlemen from business, uh, the president of Strathmore Paper Company, AT&T, as well as a, a U.S. senator and the founder of Crane Paper Company. And I've heard it referred to as, you know, we want to give a gift back to business, right? If you think about it, it's uh, post-Second Industrial Revolution. Um, students are moving back in from agriculture into the cities. And how can we teach kids about really the basis of the U.S. economy, free enterprise, right? And these are things that aren't being covered um, in the school system today. So again, I, I've almost heard it as uh, it's a gift back to business to uh, help them grow and um, almost inclusive prosperity right? A hundred years ago. So I love it. I love it. So what, what did that look like when they're starting to say, okay, how do we give back? Well, what meaningful way can we uh, contribute to the growth and development of these young students? Right. So as many people think of JA, um, you've probably heard of the JA company program. So it was one program that was the, really part of that founding. So um, students self-elected after school, to come together and really start a business. And they did it under the mentorship of um, local companies, usually groups or teams from companies. So they raised money for their product or service that they that they sold. Um, they created a board of directors. Um, each of the, the individuals in the company had a different role based on their skills, interests, and values. And eventually they liquidated the company at the end of the program, at the end of the school year. And ideally, they took some of those profits and gave it back to the community. Mm, interesting. 
And and so, yeah, tell us a little bit yeah. because I know it's, it's starting to evolve right. a little. So you think about some of the skills that I constantly hear, you know, what did, what did I learn in company programming? It's so interesting. Even today, there is not a week that goes by that I don't hear, oh, I did company program. And then they proceed to say, hold on, let me go get my product and no show kidding. you what I made. So very impactful. So what were some of those things, right? You think about um, just teamwork, working together, um, being part of something bigger and, and critical thinking, collaboration, problem solving. And then there's the basic business tenets, right? What's coming in has to be more than what's going out, right? Still the same kind of things that that we teach kids today. Um, But around uh, 50 years later, we said, you know, this is great, but we're only reaching students that elect to be part of this Mm. after school. So we said, how do we get these same concepts Again, concepts that the education system isn't necessarily prioritizing. How do we get those into the classroom? And we did that in the late 70s. We started in middle school, and we focused on three topics, financial literacy, work readiness, and entrepreneurship. And it's really, you know, you think about entrepreneurship, you think of company program, right? It's entrepreneurship. But it's really more about what is the entrepreneurial attitude? Because you know what? That's more important now um, than it ever was. And it's not just for entrepreneurs. Can I say that? Entrepreneurs. Yeah, and, and I, I know there's there's many people. Uh, I, you've I've heard some stories uh, from you and, and and myself as well from folks that really did experience this this junior achievement growing up. Um, I've seen even some some videos online of, of Mark Cuban yeah. talking about how that really inspired him to get excited uh, about entrepreneurship and about running a business. So there's there's definitely uh, quite a stable of alumni. You got it. So Mark Cuban, uh, Steve Case, Christina Aguilera from the entertainment. Um, one of my favorite stories is actually Sanjay Gupta. He's the CNN medical yeah. correspondent. Um, so he was a, a JA company program alum in Michigan. And he says, you know, what was so important about that program was two things. First of all, he was in a small school and he was kind of an insular person. And he said, you know what? It was so good for me to work together with other students in a team. That really had an impact on me. He goes, but even more importantly, he goes, I really learned as we were selling our product, the most important thing is what is the value that I'm delivering with this product? What? Why are people going to pay money? And he said, even today in my medical career, as I think about what I'm prescribing or what test I, I'm uh, offering a patient, I think, what truly is the value of this? And mm. can I do it better? And can they get it somewhere else better? So even today in what he does, um, those JA fundamentals are still shining through. Yeah, or you know, even, even if you're, you're maybe learning about a business or you're learning about the financial literacy aspects or, or, or something along those lines, you can maybe give, I don't know, a, t- a subject that students uh, math or something that they're typically not feeling really engaged with and maybe they have some real wor- world examples. So learning through the JA programs can then go back and reinforce some of the more traditional subjects, you would hope. You got it. And and that's really, you know, we've got great programs developed by uh, industry leaders from all over the world, but we don't take that curriculum and hand it over to the teachers and say, you know, this is really good stuff that you need to, to be teaching. 
we really want that volunteer, that mentor to come into the classroom and bring it to life. Because exactly what you just said, you know, why do I need to learn math? How am I ever going to use this again? Um, and even just to expose students to other careers and, you know, what are the important disciplines that you're learning today and which ones are within certain careers. It really helps students open their minds in a way that, um, you know, our, our educators may not necessarily have the ability to do. Yeah, I think that's a really a, a unique piece of, of junior achievement. Actually, uh, shout out to Rochester Rotary because that, that was my you first experience uh, with junior achievement. Rotary uh, has a, a relationship with, with school number eight. And, and so I was a new Rotarian and, and they, they got me signed up for a, a junior achievement program to come in and, and just teach some students about, you know, things that I was passionate about, you know, in, in terms of business and entrepreneurship and getting them to, to think about, uh, you know, their future. And, and so that was something where I, I walked in one day and, and it was a, a cool experience and I was hooked. And then you started, you started pulling me more, you know, got a committee <laughs> yes, and now did. onto the board, full disclosure. I'm, yep. I'm a big fan. I'm on the, on the board of Junior Achievement, but um I think that is a, a unique piece of it is is bringing in the volunteers that you know have this real world experience. Uh, maybe they're they're entrepreneurs or they're just business people in general. But um, you know, it's always kind of kind of cool to have somebody coming in from the outside for the day to to teach you about things. And and I didn't grow up having the experience of, of junior achievement, but I do now see like how these students. They know it, and and they know. Oh, today's a junior achievement day, Absolutely. and they get really excited about it. So, Absolutely. talk a little bit about the model. You know, just what that looks like in terms of bringing in, uh, bringing in volunteers, and and kind of what you know what was the company program, and maybe what it more traditional or not traditionally, but what it now looks like um, for junior achievement and some of the programs that you're running. Sure. So, um, as I mentioned before, company program was for high school students. Typically, it was juniors or seniors in high school. And now we're kindergarten through 12th grade. So we offer programs around those three pillars at, at each of those levels. In the elementary program, um, which is K through five, let's say, here in, in our community, um, there's five lessons. To, there's one program per grade level and five lessons that focus on um, a student's role basically as an individual, as a worker, and a consumer within an economy. So a volunteer will come in, and, and again, it's um, it's not really what we're doing right now, talking with each other. It's um, setting up a topic or a concept, and then it's working in groups, doing very much experiential learning. Um, you know, how do you keep kids engaged these days, right? I mean, technology is, is number one, important to them. Um, so it's very important to get them doing something. And all of our programs contain hands-on, relevant learning. So that's really the... the um, the elementary model. And then in middle and high school, our programs become a little bit more focused on those three pillars. So within a financial literacy curriculum or um, a workforce readiness or an economics class. Um, and again, we uh, each one is a little bit different. We do still have that company program uh, that we had many years ago. Some are delivered after school throughout our 25 county regions. Some are delivered within a business class. Um, but again, it's bringing uh, to life all of the concepts that you really need for future success. And, you know, if you think about it, many of the jobs that our, our youth are going to have in the future 
are not even, we don't even know what they are today, right? So it isn't just having a volunteer come in and say, well, this is what I do and these are the skills I use and this is what I learned and here's how I got here. But it's all those, what we like to call, for lack of a better word, soft skills or 21st century skills that are applicable to anything. So communication, collaboration, creativity, innovation, all those things that, um, you know, you want to be able to apply to anything as you move forward. You know, the ability to accept change, be part of change, embrace change, right? I mean, the last statistic I read was that um, our youth will have 20 different jobs during the course of of their lifetime. So, um, you know, and again, many of them we don't even know today. So the role of the volunteer is really to be there to bring these skills and concepts to life, um, but then really help them engage in the other soft skills. Yeah, well, it's a great mix, too, because there's there's a, a pretty set curriculum and, and activities and exercises and usually some kind of like board game or something like yep. like different different things things that are fun to do but then also opportunities for them to maybe inject a little bit of their their own personal experience or hey here's you know how this applies in my company um, you know when you're trying to talk through so so bringing the real real world experience but also not expecting these people to you know put their own lessons plans together exactly. right as a, as a volunteer yeah and as a, as a mentor you know you're you're comfortable oftentimes with certain grade levels I've had folks say oh boy whatever you do don't put me with the kindergartners I'll take the high schoolers and then I hear the opposite right so um, we really have every um, opportunity available for any one for their interest level and whatever, um, from a topic perspective as well, whatever they're interested and feel feel comfortable delivering. And typically what we'll do is we will connect the teacher with the volunteer and we'll allow the, the two of them to really figure out, okay, what does the schedule look like? So um, many of our programs are delivered in what we call a traditional sense. So those five lessons I referred to, let's say at the elementary level, might be delivered on Tuesday at one o'clock for five weeks. Right, mm-hmm. however the schedule works works out. But we also have another um, another delivery model called the JA in a day, and and that's typically again at the elementary level, where an entire school will say to the community, "Okay, come on in, volunteers, for the entire day," and our kids will still uh, they'll go to lunch, they'll go to the all their specials, they'll go to gym and music, but the rest of the day, the rest of the subject areas will be JA lessons. So those five lessons of the elementary programs. Um, a lot of volunteers like that because it's kind of an easy way to be to be out of the office perhaps for a day versus scheduling, especially if you travel a bit. And the schools love it because it's almost like a, a reverse job shadow in a sense, right? Mm. You have a you have the community coming into your school and they get to showcase all the wonderful things that are going on in public education. You know, we don't often hear that, right? We often hear the things that aren't aren't going right. And we have so, ama- so many amazing things happening in our schools. Yeah, yeah. Telling more of those stories is, is so important. Um, there, there, are, there are some great examples. Uh, there are a lot of passionate people. And I, I actually, that was one of the things for me um, you know, because there's a lot of ways to give back, and you know, maybe you're you're writing a check, or maybe mm-hmm. you're you know going and and doing doing different things. Um, for me, though, having a few things where where you are actually interacting with these students, and especially because maybe sometimes you see how you know overwhelming that the challenges might feel in in you know the city school district and their graduation rates, and but you go into a you go into a classroom and you see that 
these students are just as eager to learn as, you know, students that you know, and, and they, you know, are, are really excited when, when you come in for, for JA and, and being able to, to see some of those, see some of these kids, you, you can't help, but, uh, you know, want to come back and, and want to do everything you can and maybe, maybe bring a few friends to be volunteers as well, because that impact and, and their engagement level really with the JA programs is, is really exciting. It is. It, it is. It's funny. When, um, I w- when I walked into one of the elementary schools for a JA in a day last year, I heard they saw the little kit come in that has all of these interactive materials in it. And I hear, oh, good, the money people are back again. Right. You know, I mean, it's exciting. Money is something that uh, excites kids, right? So um, we should use that to bring all these other all these other concepts to life. And as you mentioned, and in the Rochester City School District, um, you know, having mentors to to give kids a sense of hope and a sense of inspiration. I think, you know, our mentors can never underestimate the power that they can have um, just caring for these for these students um, in this way. So uh, I, I want to make sure, you know, if, if this is, if hopefully we're pulling on a few heartstrings uh, as we're going. So if people are interested in, in volunteering, you know, what does that look like? How could they, how could they get involved? Who should they reach out to? How does that work? Yep. So um, just calling the JA office directly is great. Uh, you can visit the website at www.jacuny.org. Um, our different host sites are listed. So our different uh, school districts that we have programs in. And if you have a student in a district that we currently don't have JA programs, please reach out. We would um, we would love to work with you and work with the administrators to see if we can make that happen in your district. And you can be pretty flexible, right, in terms of picking the uh, the, the grade level you want to work with, where you want to go, um, and, and what are some of the what are some of the programs just kind of thematically that that people might be able to to volunteer in? Because um, I know I've I've had some that are around, uh, you know, getting ready for for your career and how to you know put your little pitch together and thinking about what skills you might need to build uh, for the different career paths and what are the career growth opportunities. So there's there's some along those lines. There's some that are around you know, you know, citizenship or starting a business. So, so yeah, what are some of the themes? So again, um, the, the elementary programs really focus on all three of our pillars, financial literacy, work readiness, and entrepreneurship. Um, in, in the, let's say, sixth through 12th grade programs, they do tend to fall more into those pillars. So financial literacy, for example, we have a personal finance class. So, you know, everything that you needed to know about financial literacy, you know, which again is very difficult to do in one class. Um, and we certainly hope that those students have multiple JA experiences over the course of their educational journey because we know that's when it really works. Um, we do have uh, programs called JAB Entrepreneurial, I think you, like you were referring to, um, which again gets kids thinking about how do I start a business? What are the fundamentals that I need? What are some of the skill sets, the traits, the characteristics of entrepreneurs? Um, and then, of course, there are those programs that fall squarely into our work workforce readiness pillar, which, you know, what are some of the career success skills that I need uh, in order to be successful in, a, in any career? Yeah. Yeah. And, and so there, there's a wide range. There and, and I wouldn't, uh, I, again, you, you get the curriculum as a volunteer. So it's really, you don't have, you don't have to create anything, but you can inject your own personality and experience into it. Um, 
it may it may seem intimidating, but uh, it's it's worth it's worth going out there and giving it a try. Absolutely, absolutely. It's it, it's funny. I often hear in the beginning, like we'll start off with a J A and a day, and I'll say, "How many of you haven't haven't done this before?" And I'll see folks raise their hand, and they'll say. I'm so nervous. And the first thing I remind them is, don't worry, the second and third graders, they don't know what you don't know, right? Let's start there. Um, but within, usually by their first break, when they come down in the in the morning or, or by lunch, they are they are just so pulled in by, um, by just what they can do and the excitement of these students, um, just with having someone new in their classroom talking about things. We'll hear from teachers all the time. I've been telling them things like that for weeks in the in the curriculum because all of our programs are aligned with state standards K through 12. Um, so we can show educators this is how you can use a real life experience to meet this particular standard within one of any one of the disciplines ELA, math, social studies. Um, so They've heard some of these concepts before, but again, the volunteers there to really bring it to life and mm -hmm. bring their experience into the classroom. So many of our listeners are, are business owners or, or business leaders. And so one of the things I'm thinking about as well is as much as it's great to have uh, individual volunteers who may be really pa passionate, want to get involved, uh, you know, a lot of these programs are going on during the day when kids are in school. So, you know, either it requires somebody to maybe take a vacation day mm -hmm. or have flexibility from their employer to do it. Um, but also sometimes the, the employer will sponsor one of those JA in a days where they'll send a, a whole slew of, of their employees to, to go volunteer in a classroom. So tell me a little bit, um, kind of put you on the spot a little bit and give kind of your, your elevator pitch uh, for those listeners. But that, that our business owners are leaders of, of why it makes sense or, or why to uh, really send some of their, their people and support sending some of their people to, to, to be JA volunteers. Yeah. So when, first, when you think about just, you know, the basics of volunteering, I mean, we hear over and over again through various studies that um, employees want to work for companies that are active and involved in the community and or appreciate their interests and giving them the ability to be out to be out in the community uh, uh, doing some of those things. So um, it's certainly, I think, important from that perspective. But also, if you think about the professional development uh, that something like junior achievement can help bring to your folks. I mean, we often have employers that say, um, we really encourage our younger associates who might be might be new to to the job to get out and and do these kinds of things. If you can stand in front of a classroom, particularly even middle or high school, right, um, and and see those eyes and be able to manage the room. Um, and and of course, there's te the the educator is always in the room with us doing any kind of classroom management or discipline that's needed. But um, you know, it, it, sometimes that can be a, a an intimidating sk skill to learn, sure. as you described. So I think um, the professional development that comes along with, okay, well, you did leave for an hour for the last few weeks, one, one hour a week, or you did the JA in a day model, but your work does still need to get done. So there's a time management and organizational component. Um, some of those, again, soft skills that we talk about all the time that we want to teach kids are kind of alive and well in, in the corporate environment when, uh, when, when those employers are out volunteering. Great. Well, hopefully, hopefully there's there's a few folks that, that may uh, may want to nudge a few of their employees to, to send them send them because I I've received 
um, as much as I've given yeah. in, in my experience and, and, and really could see um, more companies, especially if we had a, a, a broad array of companies in the area that were able to, you know, from different sectors or different industries could, could bring different, different skill sets to, to the classrooms. Absolutely, absolutely. So in addition to some of these programs, uh, I, more recently, uh, there's there's some that are that are more of an extended uh, extended programs I, I guess that you have a, of thematic sorts of things being uh, you know JA Titan and a few other things maybe that we can talk about but I know JA Titan is probably the longest running of those so so tell us a little bit about this because this brings a little bit of an element of competition across different schools and in you, you know how it. does how does that uh, how does that play into JA's mission yeah so JA Titan is um, a high school program it's often often delivered in an economics class. And we like to say this is a great way to bring sort of those boring economic concepts really to life. So what JA Titan is, it's it's a business simulation. So often you see these kinds of programs in an MBA program in college. Well, this is that same thing for high school students. So you get together in a team um, and you actually become the CEO. In our case, it's of a hollow generator company. Um, and you make every decision that the management team would make. So how are you going to price your product? What is your production level going to be? What is your marketing, R&D, and philanthropy mm, going to right. be? Um, and what's happening is everyone is on uh, the simulation at the same time. So after you make your decisions for a particular quarter of play, you get a, a, a P&L, a profit and loss statement of how your business is doing, and then you get key statistics on how the other businesses are performing, what they're pricing their products at, um, what they're building. The simulation actually shows, based on how good you're doing is how big your building is, um, the aha moments that come out of this program for for the students are just amazing. You know, they again they get to take these things like supply and demand and how does that impact pricing? And you think, well, you know, I often do here, well that's great, but that's for kids that probably want to go on to business. Mm. And my response is is always Absolutely not. These are the same kinds of skills on a microeconomic level that you manage every day. Sure. So you think about buying a house. Well, what does the supply and demand look like? What is that pricing going to look like? It's the exact same topics. Um, it also allows you, again, that teamwork to make decisions. I've been sitting behind a team and they've said, um, wait, we, we don't we don't want to do, we don't want to make that decision. Well, wait, we only got two minutes to do it, and the the interaction and and how you kind of come to consensus building is just is is another great skill sure. that students are learning. So one of the things that we did, um, and we do have a volunteer that does come into the classroom. Typically, how that's broken down is each one of those decision making points, the volunteer will come in and and talk a little bit about, and then they'll play around on the simulation to see how that works. And then each week it builds on a, a new component of the, uh, the decision-making process. Um, so we decided, well, there's a lot of these programs running throughout the county, and when they practice, they can jump on the simulation and play against anyone in the world who's actually mm. playing at that time. Um, so we said, how do we make a competition that uh, can can really help kids kind of engage even more around this program? So um, in April of every year, we have a virtual qualifier where we have about 400 kids hop on and compete to be the top 100 kids or about 30 teams that end up coming to St. John Fisher College. We've been lucky enough uh, for them to host us for the last several years, and they actually compete live. 
and after, uh, during an award ceremony of who's become the titan of business, um, we actually invite the business community and who is sponsoring these teams to compete, um, and also our members from the Rochester Business Hall of Fame. Um, if you think about it, they are the titans of their business, sure. of their industry. And I can't tell you how many of these folks come for you know an hour and a half lunch and say, that interaction with the students, because we seat them together and we give them a set of questions to kind of uh, start the conversation is so meaningful for them. Kind of getting back to your point, I don't. I think they get as much out of it Love really it. as the students do. Um, but again, really bringing the the real life uh, component to economics for students. So. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So that's that's one example. Um, this year, with with a lot of your help and hard work, um, we were able to launch a, a similar program in terms of a one day event called the Entrepreneurial Youth Summit. Yes. Um, and again, this was this was really um, an attempt to how do you inspire students? Many of them don't even know what entrepreneurialism is, right? So how do you how do you just spark an interest? How do you move the needle from I can't or I don't even know, right, to hmm, this might be something I I want to do someday. So it, it it's not it wasn't a traditional business plan competition or um, it was it was a day filled with uh, breaking kids up again into teams we like to call them incubators with a mentor and Andrew you were amazing going through the fundamentals with them along the way of the different things they need to think about um, when becoming an entrepreneur. And at each step, they were developing. They were looking into their communities and saying, what are some of the needs that are out there? And what might we be able to create as a product or services around those needs? Um, And at the end of the few hours, they were actually pitching uh, to a, not a panel of judges, but they were doing more of a speed pitch kind of concept. Sure. Um, and then the final three teams kind of got up and, and pitched their their ideas in front of the group. You know, certainly these ideas aren't completely vetted, not researched, but it did exactly what we wanted it to do, which was inspire them to think outside of perhaps a traditional career and that this could be something for them in the future. Absolutely. I remember when I first when I first heard this idea and I thought back to my very first JA uh, program that, that I had volunteered in a school. And in the fifth grade program that, that I had been delivering, there was a, a, a brief, you know, maybe 45 minute activity where you tried to help students think through what is a problem that you've dealt with and what kind of product or service could you come up with. And the, the engagement level that I saw, um, you know, this 45-minute lesson easily could have, we could have spent the whole day on yeah. it uh, because these students went from, you know, relatively engaged to, oh my gosh, like, here's this idea and what do you think about this, Mr. Brady, and, and all these sorts of things. And so I saw when, when you unleash their creativity in just that 45-minute lesson, what it could do. And so to spend an entire day on it uh, and to get them a little bit more coaching. I mean, we're very lucky to to be able to recruit, you know, 25 or so mentors Mm -hmm. from around the community that were, you know, entrepreneurs, you know, in in and of themselves just to to donate their time to do that was was wonderful. Um, But I do love actually getting back to, to Mark Cuban, you know, in Shark Tank is now at least when I talk about, uh, entrepreneurship, yeah. where I mentioned that word, 
the kids know right, what we're talking right, about, right? right? And it's been celebrated a little bit more. So, you know, it used to be maybe everybody, oh, I want to be, you know, an, an athlete or a musician sure. or whatever. And now at least entrepreneur, you know, in some cases is as much of a rock star as you some of those it. other things out there. So, uh, you know, that's really cool that the students have seen that. And so then to spend a full day in small groups, you know, a group of four or five yep. to get some coaching um, with a mentor to, to be able to pitch it and feel like they're on Shark Tank yep. and everything. Mini Shark the, Tank. Uh, the, the level of, of engagement from, from those students has been uh, incredible. And, and like, like you mentioned, actually, it was funny uh, because I was, I was up there talking about something and one of the other mentors took a picture and you could just see there's this one kid at the beginning of the day um, that was sort of you know, half asleep and his, yeah. his hand was resting on his head. And I whatever. remember that picture, and, and Andrew. My, <laughs> my friend sent me this picture like the next day, just in, and it wasn't to, you know, anything about this kid. It was just, he sent me a bunch of pictures and I noticed this one where this kid wasn't engaged. But the funny thing was this picture was from the beginning of the day, yes. you know, first thing in the morning. And later on in the day, by the end of the day, actually, after pitching his idea, this kid had asked for my business card. He had asked about, you know, had pitched my his idea to me personally and yes. asked if I knew anybody. And and I, I thought this was just like this go-getter kid. And mm-hmm. so then a couple hours later to get this picture to see how disengaged he had been at the, at the beginning of yeah. the day was, was just... Everything about Jay that I love yes. in a nutshell and in, in a single picture yeah. was so cool. Yeah, there and there's so many of those stories. We've done it twice now, as you know, and there's so many of those stories. I remember another young lady who came in um, completely disengaged. I would almost say to some extent a little disrespectful in a, in, in a way. She, I had asked her to move to get with her proper team because we move, we don't allow the students to sit with the schools that they come with. You know, again, we want them to be around other and meet other kids. And um, she wouldn't do that. And um, we had a couple of people talk to her and she was combing her hair and doing some other things. And, you know, throughout the day, we're busy making sure the logistics of the day is going on. And all of a sudden I stopped because the top three teams were doing their three-minute speed pitch. And I thought, oh my goodness, I hear it, I hear a voice. It was her up in front of this group of a hundred students giving a pitch. So, you know, you can really see the the evolved um, you know, sense of engagement throughout throughout the day. Another another really funny story. Um, I was standing in back listening to some of these pitches the most in the most recent time in November, and I was standing next to a teacher, and I'm listening, and I thought, "Wow, this this kid's great!" And the teacher starts laughing, and I'm like, "What what's so funny?" And he goes, "You're not going to believe this." He said, "But midway through the day, when the students realized that you know once they've pitched their idea, if they're picked, they have to." pitch it in front of this group of 100 folks. He said, I can't do that. I just absolutely cannot do that. I will be sweating through my shirt. <laughs> he goes, and look at him, you know, and I thought, no, that that couldn't possibly have been that student. So, um, you know, it's as much about, um, you know, awareness of, of what can be but also the confidence, right? Every bit of um, these types of networking, competition, um, it, it, it involves developing confidence. Absolutely. Um, our Titan program is an, an another great example of that. Um, 
one of the top three winning teams are they're lucky enough to get some matching scholarship dollars from our local universities. Um, MCC, St. John Fisher, Roberts Wesleyan. I mean, we're, we're very fortunate. And um, the mother of, of one of the winning teams had called up to figure out how she should go about uh, getting the scholarship. And she, she said to me, you know, I just want to thank you so much for this scholarship. We, we wouldn't have been able to do it. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I, you know, certainly appreciate that. But, you know, this is our wonderful stakeholders and our colleges and universities that provide the funding to make this happen. And she said, oh, no, I'm, I'm not talking about the money. I'm talking about my son would never have had the confidence to go to college without having been through this Titan wow. program. He never would have thought that he could sit in a room with other students from around the county um, and actually compete and do well. And it's a result of this program. So, you know, there's so many stories like that. And it's what uh, it's what keeps all of us engaged and it. coming back, right? So the, the other thing that's just that's just coming pretty new that hasn't even happened yet is the is the stock market challenge, right? Yes. So March 1st at Kodak Center, we're really excited about that. So again, junior achievement, right? It's not just about helping kids understand what their careers, interests, and values are, but once they have that career, how do they manage their wealth? And it, we, we really found that this was uh, really lacking in our education system. You might remember uh, a few years ago, the, the Democrat and Chronicle had, had a program, a stock market challenge, over mm-hmm. a period of weeks, um, and that went away. And 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 we've really hearing from teachers and uh, educators that and community folks alike that we really we really want to highlight what it means. Um, you know, what's the importance of retirement savings? What's the importance of in of investing and 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 budgeting? And you know, again, it really falls squarely into our financial literacy pillar. Um, so we put together some uh, curriculum. We we looked across the country at some other JA areas that were doing this and doing this really well. Uh, we took some of the curriculum uh, around what it means to invest and, uh, you know, again, how does uh, things happening in in your local economy and your global economy affect um, your investments? So we, we put together a, a group of webinars that are out in the schools right now. Um, we have about five or six different districts, about 150 students that will be coming for a one-day event. Um, where they will be interacting with stock traders from the floor of the stock exchange um, and really giving them that, again, hands-on, real-world experience. Well, speaking of hands-on, I feel like we almost uh, we almost need a drum roll for this next oh. one because I'm really <laughs> excited about it. I know it's been in the works for quite a long time, uh, going by a few different names. I think Discovery yeah. Center is what we're yes. going by now. Yes. But um, tell us about the, the real-world experience. And, and really, this is kind of... What the what a big part of the future of, of JA and what it's what it's going to mean for Rochester uh, and for for students in Rochester? Yeah. So when you think about you know we're celebrating fifty years, you think about the next fifty years, and this is really a key component to that to that strategy. And and this takes our model of experiential learning really to a completely different level. And just to back up a little bit, when I started with Junior Achievement 12 years ago, the very first thing that crossed my desk was an RFP for a potential feasibility study Mm. to see if, in fact, we could bring one of these facilities to our community. We had several board members at the time that had been throughout the country and had seen, you know, you're driving down the highway, you look over and there's this Junior Achievement building. Um, Well, 
many of us have come to know now junior achievement in the classroom, as we've just been talking about. But this is a building, and it's it's um, a learning lab. It's an immersive 360-degree experience for students. Um, and it really represents the economy in which we live. So think about for a minute when you kind of go into the Strong Museum and you see the, the mini Wegmans, um, think about an entire building built with mini storefronts like that um, that represent really the jobs and the output of our community for the future. So again, you talk about what are the jobs that are available here in our community. You know, I think the last time I saw a statistic, it was 23,000 middle skilled jobs were going unfilled in the greater Rochester area. Well, kids need to be exposed to these jobs early. They need to understand, does this fit my skills, my interests, and values? So we're proposing this is a way really to give kids the exposure to these jobs in, an, in an, a, a real simulated economy. It's it's so exciting and, and, and really not only getting some of that, that real world experience, um, being able to kind of role play for that, but uh, I, I think being able to, to use that as kind of a, a next level immersive field trip of, of where, where you can test some of these things out and, and hopefully keep them engaged in, in the program leading up to that as they're learning everything they need to learn just to participate in that Absolutely. Day. So there's two separate programs that will run out of the JA Discovery Center, one in fifth or sixth grade, depending on where it fits into the curriculum. And then again, either in middle or early high school. Um, both of those programs, the first one's called JA BizTown, right? Sounds mm-hmm. like what it might look like. Uh, and then JA Finance Park. But each one of those has 13 lessons in the Mm. classroom. So we talked about our traditional programs being five or six lessons. This is 13 lessons where they're learning in BizTown, for example, how does our economy run? So the students are going to learn about what makes money move around an economy, how how one business sells to another business, how consumers buy from businesses, and then what does it mean to work in one of these organizations? So students are, are learning about the different storefronts in the facility, and then they will say, geez, that's of interest to me. I think I'll interview for one of the five or six jobs that will be available that day. There's a mayor, of course, of the city, um, and that mayor will be elected before they get there that day, and the mayor will run the city. There'll be a business of of the day that will be awarded at the end. So the the hands-on experience in terms of um, not only not only different careers, but what's going to be available here in Rochester right. in the next five to 10 years? Um, and we, we, we think that that's just an amazing way to um, you know, highlight the workforce skills gap and promote economic development, um, as well as entrepreneurship. And then hopefully these same students will come back and experience JA Finance Park. So think of BizTown as more of sort of the macro economy and Finance Park is more of the micro economy. So um, students will come into the center with a persona, right? They'll have a, they'll be a certain age. They'll have a certain job, again, based on the jobs that are available here in our community. And basically they have to make all of the decisions that an adult would. And again, Andrew, talk about the aha moments that come out of this. These kids are leaving saying, I had no idea my parents were making these sacrifices or making Mm. these kinds of decisions on a daily basis. So a real eye-opener. 
So yes, we're hoping that uh, we're, it, we will, we're in fundraising mode to bring sure. this facility uh, to fruition. Um, we did receive a, an economic development grant from the state. Again, I think um, they're certainly recognizing how important this can be in economic development, as well as, um, you know, we we talk about our one of our biggest issues in this community of poverty. Um, again, when when you have um, a young lady or a young man from an environment who may not, they don't know the kinds of jobs that might be available sure. in this community, and and to actually go into one of these storefronts and do the job. Again, I've said it a couple of times, but moving from that I can't or I don't know to I can becomes so real. Becomes so real. Yeah, and so for for those that are are listening uh, in real time when when this gets released, um, you know, there's upcoming uh, Rochester Young Professionals is is going to be uh, supporting Junior Achievement at their gala. Uh, so I, I I've always tried to you know make that connection and say you know these these students that we're potentially teaching that are that are going through these JA programs, these are our future Rochester Young Professionals. You, so, you know, how can we support that? We but hope then, they are right. Then, how do yeah, we keep them here? Absolutely, and then and then. Uh, you also mentioned uh, briefly that that Junior Achievement uh, is involved with the Rochester Business Hall of Fame, and so maybe even there's some some future Hall of Famers. You know, just like just like Mark Cuban gives the shout out. You know, maybe we can have some some future Rochester Business Hall of Fame inductees that are that are you know hearkening back to their to their time in Junior Achievement. That's really um, part of my vision, anyways, um, and why I get excited and and, and want to get involved. But I'm curious what. What, how do you kind of measure success? Like, like, what are you looking, you know, five, 10, however many, maybe, maybe it's your 50th anniversary locally. Yeah. So what is 50, what is 50 years from now look like yeah. uh, that, that you're dreaming about for junior yeah. achievement? So I think, you know, junior achievement, I think is um, unique. I think, I think we're fortunate in, in this respect. Um, all of our programs, whether it's uh, the programs that would be run out of the JA Discovery Center or our traditional K through 12 programming, is all um, evaluated nationally. Um, so we know we can we can point to the critical thinking skills, the problem solving skills, quantitatively, um, and when and when our programs are delivered in a sequential manner, um, we can show how all these great things happen. Students score higher on objective reference tests. They have a higher likelihood to graduate. They have a higher confidence level. So we know when our programs are created um, that they're going to work and that they are working. Um, Additionally, here locally, we try in almost every one of our programs to do a pre and a post test. Um, so we know um, what is the knowledge gain that they're getting in, in whatever the subject area might be, financial literacy, work readiness, or entrepreneurship. Um, but additionally, we look at attitudinal and behavioral shifts as well. So how many students came into this program thinking that this wasn't important or thinking that staying in school really wasn't important to future success? Um, and those are the kind of things we, I really mm. like to look at in terms of ultimate success is how many of those um, students that we, we like to say, if you didn't think it was important, we consider you at risk, right? Mm, um, sure. And how many of those students did we actually change? And those are the kind of things we look at. And we know they're working. I love that. I love that. So we're, we're somehow flying by, running out of time, but I do want to circle back to, uh, to Patty. Uh, oh. Because you have have quite an experience yourself of uh, you know in in finance uh, you know in in banking and, and in business. 
what was it? Did you always think you'd, you know, be running a nonprofit <laughs> one day, or, or or what was it that that uh, enticed you to come back and say, uh, I really learned so much about this, yeah. but now I I know the importance, and I want to make sure that that the next generation is yeah. too. So I absolutely did not think that I'd be <laughs> running a nonprofit. Um, so when I um, when I had gotten my undergrad, um, I was I was going for business, and somewhere along the way, I said, you know, I'm I'm kind of interested in training and teaching and and coaching. So I decided, you know, I, I think I'll get certified to actually teach business uh, at the secondary level. And you know, we talk about. As I mentioned before, students will have 20 different jobs. I didn't have that, but I definitely had 20 different decision points, 20 different twists and turns um, along the way. And I always, you know, growing up in, in, in my home, my mom and dad were, it wasn't so much about where are you going to school after high school or how long are you going to school for. It was more you need to be the best at what you want to be. Um, you need to be able to add value. And work ethic was really, really important. So now I have this degree, and I'm about to go into a classroom with really no work experience, no business experience. And I thought to myself, can I really add as much value as I feel like I need to for these students? Hmm. And I thought, no, I really need to go get a, some work experience. So um, I had interned over the summers, um, and again, another very important skill, right, networking um, at Chase Lincoln. So I said, well, I know a bunch of people at Chase Lincoln. I'll head over there and see if I can get a couple years of work experience. And, and in fact, I did. And again, another important skill of networking. I was really taken under the wing of um, some senior management there who saw potential, saw a strong work ethic that had been instilled in me and said, you know what, we, we think you can do some really great things and really provided me with multiple opportunities to learn. And ultimately, you know, we merged with Chase Manhattan and then later J.P. Morgan, and I spent the last eight years in the investment bank, really in a background that I didn't have in college. It was really all self-learned and and taught to me by my employer, um, and an amazing, amazing experience. Um, so, and then at the same time, my family was got married, and my family hmm. was growing, and I thought, hmm, um, I really need a little less travel. Um, so. Let me let me regroup a little bit and see what what might be what might be next. And I thought a lot about it. And of course, I am a JA alum. Um, I also taught uh, JA volunteer when I was at the bank. It was very highly encouraged. Um, and I thought, what about JA? What a great way to merge all these years of business experience with still that desire to bring business education to students. Um, so I went and visited a friend who was running Junior Achievement at the time, and oh, by the way, also a Chase alum. Oh, wow. Um, funny how, how that all works. And um, 12 years later, it's uh, it's all history. So Wow. And this project, of course, I think I, think I mentioned it was the first thing that crossed my desk when mm -hmm. I became president. And um, I really didn't, I, I, I felt that the project itself was amazing. And yes, there's 30 of these operating throughout the country under JAUSA, very successfully having great results. But I didn't feel like we were necessarily ready for it. Um, you know, you, you, you definitely need very strong relationships with the schools, um, 
as well as some funding. We needed some money in the bank to be able to, you know, really, you know, do some of the things we needed to do to make sure this is, uh, that this would happen. So I said, you know, I said to the board, I agree with this concept, but um, we need a little time to kind of make this happen. So um, a, a little time has passed. We have, we have able to put some money away t- for this uh, strategic purpose and, um, we're going to be located in Eastman Business Park, hopefully open in uh, the fall of 2020. Love it. So the last last thing that I'll kind of wrap up with, because especially since I hope that there's some uh, some RYP Rochester Young Professionals members that are there maybe listening because they were interested to see where where that gala money was going, uh, you know. So I I'd love just in general though. It sounds like you have a very kind of purposeful mindset and in, in the way that you're trying to uh, you know contribute positively to the community, and, and that's one thing that I always like to talk with with the leaders that are coming on the podcast to talk about, was there any kind of experiences that, that really jumped out at you that that helped you develop that mindset? Because I'm always trying to encourage more uh, young professionals to to adopt this, this more you know conscious capitalism or community-driven uh, mindset. Was there any experiences or books or mentors or things that you can point to that were impactful for you? Yeah, I, you know, I think it's really what I just mentioned. Um, you know, I never would have had a, a 13-year career at J.P. Morgan had it not been multiple mentors along the way. And I think we all just need to be willing to keep our minds open to things that are presented to us. I remember when I when I went into the investment bank, I thought, this isn't where I started. This is not even remotely what I think I want to do. And I just kept an open mind and so many great things I think can happen. And um, when you think about the founding of JA, right? I mean, you think about the founding here 50 years ago, um, there was about 30 men, gentlemen, that came mm-hmm. together Um and led by Frank Ritter Shumway is my understanding. And it was uh, right after the, the race riots and Kodak and, oh, wow. and Xerox were looking for ways to have more equality um, amongst the industrial jobs that were available here for, for all of the community. And they came up with junior achievement. They said, this is the way to make this happen. And it was an investment from Xerox and Kodak combined of $100,000 that made JA happen. So when you think about that in and of itself, right, um, how we were founded, I mean, we're, we are, are, um, the fundamentals of who we are is um, 100% philanthropy. It's 100% giving back to the community, Um, whether it's a volunteer with their time or whether it's a, a donor with with funding, so um, I just think it's important to to for businesses to always, you know, not only is it about the bottom line, not only is it about profits, but it's um, how do you give back to the society that really enables them to do business here in this community. Amen to that. All right, so uh, you know, I think hopefully there's there's some young folks that uh, that that may want to check out Junior Achievement. Although I will warn you, I thought I was just going to be doing it once, and uh, here we are, five years, Keep six years later. Me. So uh, it, it, you'll get addicted, but uh, hopefully as well, some some business leaders listening that that may think about you know supporting or being able to to nudge or you know send send some of your folks and and how they can give back and get more engaged in the community. So just one last time, Patty, before we let you go, uh, where can people people find you if they want to learn more? Yep, so I would suggest visiting our website, uh, www.jacuny.com. 
upstatenewyork.org. Central Upstate New York, it stands for. (laughs) Wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us today. More importantly, thank you for all the work that you're doing each and every day for for the future young professionals and future Rochester Business Hall of Famers uh, in, in our community. Well, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, Andrew, and for all that you do for Junior Achievement. This episode is brought to you by Wicked Squid Studios, Rochester, New York's premier podcast development team. The Wicked Squid family brings ideas to life through the art of audio production. From custom jingles and creative services to studio memberships and educational curriculum, their outfit strives to empower all members of society to build a more equal and colorful world. Learn more about their operation at wickedsquidstudios.com.